Blog Talk Radio. Keep doing your thing because you never know. I might be sitting at home with a chicken bone, see y'all on TV. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know them, you know. Chad 
life has come a long way, and his music Thank you, Jesus. is the voice, and as I said before, This is ATAZP on Blog Talk Radio, ATAZP Live. Tonight we have Terry Tobin, singer, songwriter, in the house once again. And on this row, we was trying to figure out how long it's been since she's been on this. How you doing, <laughs> Terry Tobin? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me again, even though I don't know how long ago it was. It does seem like it was forever, though. <laughs> it was when Free was out. The song, you had a song called Free. I remember that for well, sure. And I played it. If that's the case, if that's the case, that was eight years ago, my friend. Goodness gracious. It's been a minute. <laughs> Yeah, it has been. I mean, yeah, obviously we've stayed in contact. We stayed in contact, but yeah, Free was out in 2011. Wow. Yeah. Well, I knew it. I I said 80 years. It didn't feel like 80 years. (laughs) You did say 80 years. You did. You did. How is doing something on social media and you're posting and I'm like. I am so I think I'm losing you. Say it one more time. I said, what have you been doing since the last eight years? Man, um, well, I, you know, I released that album, Love Infinity, in 2011, and I released another one. I was I was a lunatic at that time. I released another album called So Good to Me. And then that same year I released a Christmas project in twenty twelve called Christmas Child. Um and and then, you know, uh, my next project came out in twenty fourteen, but in between that time, you know, I'm I'm a mother, I'm a single mother and so I've been, you know, doing the motherhood thing and just trying to Continue to to do what I love to do. You know, it's it's hard as an independent artist, as you know, and um, right. just try my best to stay, you know, stay engaged and stay positive. When you know, because I mean, even since eight years ago, music has changed in terms of how the music is is distributed to to the masses, and you know, all of that. So um, a lot has changed in that time. So I am working on a new project. Uh, but I've been working on it since my last one was released, so it's 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 been five years, so I'm I'm overdue. But I, I want to make sure that when it is out, that it's right. That's the main thing. I want to make sure that it's right. The last Did you hear me? 
No, let's try that again. What did you say, hon? I said I had the pleasure of meeting your sister, Darla. Yes. Yes. When did you meet her and uh, where? Okay. I used to live in Atlanta. But okay. We okay. moved to Texas. We moved to Texas oh, in 2015. Right. And right. I'm, I'm friends with Gary, Gary Fuston, who is a jazz right. guitarist in mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yep. We did a track together years ago. Nice. And he's been on my show years ago. He's been on my show at least four or five times. So me and Gary yeah. are real tight. So he came down to perform in Dallas. I said, well, I'm going to go see him. And Darla was there, and that's where I met her. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, she's overseas yeah. now. So. Yeah, she's and, in China and I now. Wanted, she's living her best life in China right now. <laughs> I know. And, I wanted, and when she was living down here, I told her, I tell you what, darling, if I ever move and you make them cookies, I need some of them cookies. Because <laughs> she used to bake cookies and post them on yep. Facebook. I said, I need some cookies. Yes. And I was you like, and the minute I moved out of here, you moved to China. <laughs> Come on now. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. she does cookies and cakes yeah, and your, all that. She was your manager, though, right, or... She used to yes, yes, actually yeah, she coordinate was, stuff for yes. me. Absolutely, absolutely. Darla Darla has been was with me from the very beginning when I first released um my first record and um so yeah, she was in the trenches with me in the early, early days and um and, and now, you know, of course she's in China doing her thing. Um and, you know, she decided to kind of leave music to a certain degree. But she's still, you know, she's still involved. She's still got her hands in it um, while she's there overseas. So she's, um, I think she's inching back. I think she'll inch back into into the music business. But, you know, I think, you know, right, right. now she's, she, like I said, she's teaching and she's doing, she's teaching both, you know, both the kids that she's teaching in China, but she's also um, a professor at the college that she received her master's from. So she's uh, she's doing really good. She's doing really, really good. But that's good for Darla. I, I always thought she was cool and very nice, and even more so once I met her that night at uh, Gary yeah. Houston's concert. What? Absolutely. What, uh, explain exactly how you started, what got you interested in singing. Uh, you just One day you knew you had a great voice, and you said, hey, I need to record this, or did you just <laughs> love music? Or how did you start? You know, so I never really had that aha moment saying, oh, I know I have what it takes or anything like that. Um, I started out in the church like most of us did, and um, it it was just something that I always did. Like, even before, I think before I was talking, my family kind of knew that music was my thing because I sang every commercial, every theme song, every song on the radio, no matter what genre it was, I knew, you know, I knew all the melodies and it was just something that I always did. So um, I, I want to say that my mom just kind of, she just knew. And so she got me into auditions and, and um, you know, some people have heard me tell the story, but I auditioned for this kids version of like, a, it was like a USA for Africa, but it was kids. And I would right. say that is kind of what catapulted me into 
you know, having that whole bug for the business because, um, you know, it was like 3,000 of us that auditioned, 50 of us made it. And then once we made it to the choir, they added like celebrity kids to the group. Um, so they included everybody from Drew Barrymore to um, Rasan Patterson, um, Shanice Wilson, Kim Fields, like all of the, the celebrity kid stars from that time. And, right. you know, that was that was my first. I believe that was my first time being in a studio too, like the real studio. I'd done like the four track thing, but I had that was like the real studio. We were in Westlake, Westlake Studios. George Duke was our producer. And at the time I didn't wow. realize how big of a deal that was for like George Duke to be our producer, uh, for the the two tracks the two songs that we did together. And um so that was kinda like the first the first real professional type thing. Now I was doing that for charity at that time because we weren't being paid for that. But um, from that, I I met my, my then vocal coach, uh, Marta Woodhall. And she was, you know, she was plugged in to all the stuff that was happening. So even addition, in addition to the performances that we had during that time at the Greek theater and all these different things where we shared the stage with, you know, Patti LaBelle and Janet Jackson and like things that I, you know, I sometimes forget that I had the opportunity to do. Um, but you know, she wow. would take us to different auditions. I don't know if you remember the TV show, uh, Give Me a Break. Um, right. Some of the kids were, were um, some of the kids auditioned to be on the show, and I, um, I auditioned but didn't make it. And um, but all my friends were on it, so I was like so freaking excited, you know, to have you know my friends actually be on the show, um, and to be on the set. Um, but anyway, so. So that's that's kind of what got me started, and Marta got me um, the the gig to sing backgrounds for Jeffrey Osborne. So um, okay. when we he wanted a smaller group of us to sing on a song called Soweto, which was about apartheid at the time, and that was like my first real check <laughs> that I got as a as a recording artist. And you know, once I saw that I could actually make money doing it, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe this is what I need to be doing, you know. So that's kind of yeah, what started it for me, and I because my experience song, with what's the way to? Yeah, I said I that's remember my, that song. That's, yeah, yeah, that, that that's a that's a jam, man. Like you know, I'm dating myself, but that was the that was the jam, and you know, for me to hear it finally on the radio, I remember being driving. We were driving to school, and my friends, my friend's mom was driving us to school, and you would have thought. <laughs> You would have thought I was Madonna or somebody, like hearing <laughs> the song that we did. Mind you, I couldn't. You can't. You couldn't hear my voice, of course, because it's a choir of kids. But, uh, right. but man, you couldn't tell me nothing that morning. I went to school and <laughs> they couldn't tell me nothing. But anyway, that was my that was my first that was my first real um, experience of working at Lion Share Studios and working with all the people that I looked at all the liner notes. I always read liner notes when I was a kid and looking at those liner notes and seeing the same people that I had, you know, dreamt about being able to be in the same room with. And here we were. So. That was great. That's how that I sounds, sounds like yeah. it was great. The song heaven. And I, 
I, I hate to say your background in gospel when it first started, but I, I don't know. I never play these songs before when I get them. I play them on the show. But the song Heaven, yes. explain that. So Heaven is my is my current single. Um, it actually is one of the songs that I did not write. Um, it, it's it's going to be on my upcoming album called Forever. Um, it's written by Eunice Love and um, Brandon Adams, and you can tell the gospel all up and through it. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. But it's not it's not a gospel song. It, it talks about the kind of love that you experience. Um, with that one, with that one person right. that, you know, it's just like heaven. <laughs> this is heaven, Terry Tobin.
Wow, that's that's a real pretty song. I love the singing, the tempo. That's cool. That's cool. I oh, I, I loved it. I always I always love thank everything you. that you do, but that oh, hey, uh, thank you. did it feel different singing? Did it feel different singing a song written by somebody else? Or is that easy? It's or is that hard? It's- it's funny you ask that question. The reason that I wanted to do it is because when I heard it, mind you, I heard it like, I want to say it was 10 years ago that I heard the song. Um, when I heard it, I, it just it just touched me immediately. So even though I didn't write it, I felt like it, it just spoke to me. And my biggest concern was being able to deliver it because because I didn't write it, I wanted to make sure that the emotion was there because, you know, that's a really – you know, it's a really big, you know, like an old school ballad. You know what I mean? You want to make sure that when you hear it, it, it it's it. You feel that. You feel that thing. And so, um, and then you know, I have a music video for it too. If you haven't seen it, you can go to YouTube and and put it in. And any of your your followers, if you go and please subscribe and uh, watch the video. It's co-starring my friend Q, um, Cosmic Cadence, who's a spoken word artist and entrepreneur um, from DC, but lives here in Arizona, and, um, you know, my main thing is I wanted to be able to show black love. You know, oftentimes we don't get opportunities to see, particularly in the independent field, but also just in general, we don't see enough black love unless you see couples on TV arguing, you know what I mean, like on reality shows, and I wanted to make sure that we showed black love at its finest. And, um, and of course, I'm a curvy woman, let's be clear, so I wanted to make sure we also showed, you know, sisters, you know, curvy sisters need love too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Terry, I'm sure you're doing quite all right. Because I, I <laughs> teach you. <laughs> that's, that's past tense and before tense. I teach you. And I, and I know you look good. So, so you're killing it. I'm sure you ain't got a problem. <laughs> You're funny. Well, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the love. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, you writing songs, because I write songs too, and that's, this is why I always like to talk to different artists, because uh, a lot of different people do it different ways. Uh, sure. Do you write the lyrics before you get the music, or do you have to have the music? It depends on, it really depends on the mode that I'm in. You know, it used to be years ago, it used to be that I had to come up with the melody and the lyrics first before the music came. Because at the time, you know, say I didn't have a producer I was working with or, you know, I wasn't too confident with my piano playing at the time or whatever, you know, it would really just come from my, it would come from, you know, my, my imagination and I record it and then I'd send it to somebody or at the time, you know, whatever production partner I was working with. And that's how we came up with it. So it was harder for me back then to even write a song to a track that that already existed because I felt like it stifled me. Right. But, um, but now I, I could do it either way. You know, it, it doesn't, it just kind of depends on how I'm feeling. Um, I have, I've had songs that have come to me in the middle of the night, you know, where I don't, I'm not at a piano. I'm just, you know, the vibe comes to me, everything. And, you know, I record it on my phone so that I don't forget it, you know? So it just kind of, just kind of depends, depends on where I'm at. And, And hopefully, and this is part of the challenge, why it's taken me so long to finish this album is, you know, when life starts to deal 
life to you, <laughs> unfortunately, your creativity is right. stifled sometimes. So, so it's been harder mm-hmm. this time around to to write this album because I've been I've been mentally stuck. So, uh, you know, that's that's partly why it's taking so long. Uh, any- do any uh, people give you motivation, like, uh, like, like for instance, the producers you're working with? Do they try to help you out as far as giving you different uh, subjects to write about or different things that you may be oh, feeling yeah. through just conversation? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, you know, I would definitely, I would definitely, I get inspired by the cats that I work with. I work with Rock Mass. I work with, like I said, Brandon Adams. Excuse me, I work with Lorenzo Johnson. I work with a lot of different people. And sometimes just them sending me a track will inspire me, you know, to just go somewhere where my head wasn't, you know, my head, look, I, you know, and I mentioned I'm a single, I'm a single parent and my son has special needs. So, and then I work, I work in behavioral health on a day-to-day basis. So by the time I get home, there are times I don't feel like dealing with anything, right? But if right. uh, somebody sends me a track and, you know, it's a banger, you know, I can't help but go to the other room and want to record, you know. So a lot of it depends on, I would say it, it weighs heavy on the people that I work with, you know. I work with, okay. you know, I work with Boogie out of New, New Jersey. And, again, everybody brings something different to the table. So sometimes somebody might bring me something and it's about and somebody might bring me something that's kind of reggae or country or whatever. Um, But as I mentioned, the thing about my son, you know, last year my recording equipment got damaged. So that, that really messed me up, you know, emotionally because like that was my, that was my bread and butter. I was able to, to demo tracks for different people and, some of the features I was doing with other people, I was, you know, able, I'm able to record at home. And at that time, once that happened, it kind of, um, it got in the way of, of my flow at that time. And I'm still, still trying to rebuild right. from that. Um, because I did get some help. I had a, I had a GoFundMe, I had a, a um, benefit concert and it was able to get some things, but you know, there's just some things I wasn't. So I'm still working with what I got, but um, I think that that also plays a role with my psyche in a way too. Because I also have a learning curve with having to learn a new software that I that I'm I'm having to work oh. with now, and, and man, that in itself is just, I man. I understand that process because uh, the software I work with, I've been working with ever since they uh, formulated in since 2000, and they just kept building right. on it, you know, improving it and improving yeah. it. But I work with the same software. But once you work with some different software. It's like you oh. got to go to school all over again. All over. And and that's for me, That if anything, if, if I'm like I talked about how rough it is if I come home from work, but if you want to mess up, you want to mess up my flow, creativity, my creativity, let me have some technical difficulties. <laughs> you want to see yeah, me yeah, go yeah, from yeah. just peaceful and loving and, and all of that to like a sister girl real quick? Yeah, let me have some technical difficulties and it'll be – It'll be a whole other ball game for sure. <laughs> well, the song, yeah. the song "Smile Again." We want you to smile again, always. The song "Smile yes. Again." Explain. <laughs> so. You know, oftentimes I write songs, like in my first album, and we're going to probably feature some from the previous albums too, but most of the time I was writing love songs about people 
about things that weren't real. Like it wasn't like a real person. I wasn't singing about anybody in particular when I wrote those early songs. I was writing about what I wanted to come into my life. And um, Smile Again is actually the opposite of that. Um, I had gone through some some really tough situations. Um, I've had some mental health challenges, was hospitalized at one point, and, you know, I had a handful of people that really um, kept lifting me up, you know, after that. And there's one person in Mm -hmm. particular that really just, even if I tried to push him away in the midst of me going through what I was going through, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't budging. And even when I, during that time, I said I wasn't going to do music anymore. He was like, uh, no, that's not going to happen. You know, he made sure right. to keep me, um, keep me lifted and keep me balanced. And the crazy part is I wrote the song about him and he didn't know it. And the song was released and the video came out and all of that. And it was like almost a year later, I want to say, when I finally told him that it was about him and he was just floored. So I don't know if he's listening. I won't blow him up and say his name, but um, it's just one of those things where I really appreciated him um, being that catalyst to make me smile again. Cause I really did feel like I, I couldn't, I couldn't find, I couldn't find my smile. And there you have it. Smile again. <laughs> Special place. 
Yo, yo, what's going on, what's going on, this your boy, Mr. B to the U to the G to the Z, Mr. Bugs, and you are listening to A-T-A-Z-P Live, and in the meantime, why don't you check out my show, The Mr. Bugs Show, right on my website, MrBugs.com, that's M-R-B-U-G-Z.com, one love, baby. Love that song, Terry. I love that song. <laughs> I'm about to play that again. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm about to play that again for me. Uh, I roll with it in the car because I like that song. I really do. Oh well, thank you. Did it make you, did it make you think about that special someone? Is 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 that what happened? <laughs> sorta, sorta. It hit it hit home on a couple of varieties because I I, I okay. was living well, wild that's... back in the day. <laughs> I wouldn't give a while back in the day. But praise God, I'm with one person now. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, that's what's up. And that's what's up. You were the first that's artist to perform at Georgia Brown in D.C. Yes. Are you first, familiar with that place? But explain that experience, because I heard of the place so, before. Yeah, so Georgia Brown, uh, <laughs> it was also my first restaurant job, well, first and only restaurant job. But anyway, um, I uh, was going to Howard at the time, and my my best friend was working there. I got a job there as a maitre d'. Well, eventually I started as a hostess and became a maitre d'. And as they started doing Sunday brunches, I was like, you know, there really needs to be music, you know, at a Sunday brunch in a place called Georgia Brown's, like, you know, so um, right. the general manager, Gus, was like, you know what, Let, let's give it a shot. So, you know, that was my first time. And to be quite honest, he didn't know this, but that was my first time actually performing like that in that setting. I'd always been either with the Howard Choir or, you know, with other groups, and I had never performed as a solo act at that time. So that was my first time doing that but ever since then of course that was my that was uh I was hooked and um so the experience was great you know being you know going to Howard and and being in DC and playing some of the places that you know Roberta Flack played and Donnie played before me um it just gave me a sense of of home you know even though I wasn't I wasn't raised there I I just felt like home it felt like home to me DC well that's good uh, do you still go? Do you still go there and visit every now and then, to DC? I do, I do, I do. Um, and no. actually, a lot of the shows that I've done over the last couple of years, I've played more there, I think, than I than I regularly play here in Phoenix. To be quite honest, um, I play in Baltimore um, quite frequently. I've done Purple Honey there several times. I have a couple of shows that I'm I'm working on now that are kind of tentative right now, but. I, I absolutely love the audience there. And part of it, though, is the music that's played there, they actually have radio stations that play similar music like my own. So it makes it an easier sell. Even if somebody doesn't know who I am, they're like, oh, well, if it's like so-and-so, then maybe, let me go to the show, you know, that type of thing. Whereas here, like Phoenix and sometimes even in L.A., it's kind of difficult because there isn't, there isn't a radio station that plays not only just independent artists, but um, that play like the Neo Soul vibe or, you know, my my style of right. music. They used to have like the jazz station that used to be here used to play it. 
but we don't have one anymore. So, you know, it's 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 kind of tough. So that's why I love being able to go wherever the music leads me. So if that's Atlanta, if that's, you know, Memphis, if that's, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, wherever, you know what I mean? As long as I'm near an right. airport, I'm good, you know? So. So uh, what, what genre do you consider yourself, jazz or neo-soul or both? <sighs> I always get this question, and the, the <laughs> safest way for me to describe it is soul because I'm a soul, I feel like I'm a soul singer. But at the end of the day, right. everybody's going to put you in whatever category they want to put you in. So I would be just as comfortable playing at a jazz club and just as comfortable playing at a neo-soul-inspired club or R&B or, or whatever, you know. But my thing is, you know, I don't like to be boxed in, <laughs> so so that makes it tough. But right. if, if I have to choose, I would say soul all day because – even if I'm singing, if I'm singing a reggae song or I'm singing, you know, um, other songs, the bottom line is I'm, you're always going to hear the soul in my voice. Well, I was, I was stationed in Virginia. I used to party okay. at the Ritz up in D.C. Oh, my God, I used to go yes, to the, classes. the Ritz. And, <laughs> yes. and I used to go to classes up in Maryland. So I used to be up around yep. there. And uh, yeah. I know, for one, because back in the day when it was Chapter 3 or Chapter 2, we used to, over there on those Letter Street in D.C., we used to go to that club, too. <laughs> and it was mainly go-go for Alpha. Yes. Yes. So that, that go-go vibe is when I tell you, strong. When I tell you. I first experienced, I experienced my first go-go joint. I, you know, it was a little hole in the wall back on Bladensburg Road. And it was like straight up culture shock for me. Cause I had never, you know, I was born in Arizona, raised in Cali, but I was still pretty, I was still pretty sheltered if you really want to come down to it. But when I got to right, right. my first go-go show, Oh my God. Like my boy had to tell me like, close your mouth. Like, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be used to it, and you gotta, you know. But the the music, you can't help but move, and so it's always gonna have, it's always gonna have that place in my heart. And they always, one dance that came in and never left was the dog. They still do the dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say about like, that. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Ohio, but being that I was in the army for 17 years, I was quite cultured by going to different areas of the country and around the world, right. seeing how uh, others party. And I knew DC right. when that dog came in; it stayed right there. Uh, uh, of it course, sure I was did. famous for the running man <laughs> because of Run Joe <laughs> with uh yeah with uh, my boy. So I already knew that, but uh. Y'all just did the dog every dance, slow dances. I'm like, what? This is D.C., baby. <laughs> okay, I guess Man, so. D.C., <laughs> look, it, you, anyway, I'm not going to confirm nor deny that I've ever participated in doing the dog. I'm just going to say that when, you know, when you're in D.C., expect to, to, uh, to experience that thing the way that they do because there's there's no other way there's no other way I miss I miss it so much I really do I I 
If I could, I probably would move back if I could, but we only that long. Wow. <laughs> now, name some of the artists that you uh, shared the stage with. I read your bio. Some of the artists that you, I guess you opened up for, you shared the stage with. Uh, name some yeah. of those and the experiences there. Well, like while I was at Howard, of course, we, we sang um, we sang backgrounds for, jeez, uh, I'm doing a blink, Diana Ross, share the stage with Diana Ross, uh, Whitney Phillips, um, Michael Jackson. The whole thing, Michael Jackson, we shared the stage with Michael Jackson, and I completely forgot about it until <laughs> the irony is a friend of mine who was in the choir with me at the time, he sent me this really grainy photo of myself from from the video footage from the um the presidential inaugural ball that we were performing at and it wasn't until he showed me that I'm like oh my god I completely spaced I was standing right next to um oh my god he just passed away recently um um uh James Ingram and I completely well, okay. forgot about that you know I forgot about those moments that you know we had the opportunity to do that but before then I did demos for um, Shante Moore and um, same background for Chico the Barge and you know there's it's been a it's been a wide range of different people. I even did when I was a kid I sang on this rock album was a, for the rock group Yes. So I've had wow. um, I've had some really great experiences in my in my short life because I'm still very young by the way, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm <laughs> but I'm excited about, you know, what's to come. I, I really am. I'm excited about, you know, what else God has in store for me. What or who uh, inspires you? I mean, um, are there different artists that you just get inspired with? Or is it people that you actually create music with? Like you said, some of them get you uplifted yeah. by sending them tracks and sending you tracks and you yeah. you get a little hype by doing their tracks. But yeah. who do you listen to that gets you up and going like, yo, I, I'm feeling good about this song right here. I need to, you know, start doing my thing too to uplift some people. So well, I know there's I a lot of artists that get you like Yes, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. But, like, it depends on what it is that I'm doing. So if I'm trying to get hype, like say I'm trying to get hype before a show, I might put on Bilal's right sometimes and when sometimes come on and he's we get to the middle of the song I'm so hyped at that point like you can't tell me nothing like that is that is my go-to song like if I just need to pick me up like real quick and I don't know why that song specifically but that it just does it for me now when um PJ Morton did his gumbo live record now I had gumbo, but when he did the live recording before the before the whole Grammy Grammy thing, that album had me so hyped for so long. And I won't there's some people in my life right now that are mad at me because I was so pressed about that album because I listened to it nonstop because it just it didn't even matter what song it was. It would just come on and instantly I'd be hyped. And a um, little fun fact, I still have I still have two of that, both songs from that album as my um, my alarm in the morning, every day. So I hear it oh, every day still, cool. and it still pops me up, like, as soon as it, it comes up. Now, now let me let me be honest. Sometimes I do still hit the snooze. But even, even if I hit the snooze, <laughs> it's still, 
it's still PJ Morton. Um, but there's a lot of artists that I love. There's a lot of artists that are here that are grinding, that are in, in you know, independent field, like girls that are here right. now. My girlfriend, uh, Whitney, Whitney Jones, um, you know, Bashiri Assad. Um, man, there's so many people. Latrice Bush, um, friends with her, friends with Tracy, Tracy Cruz. Like, there's so many different people. Um, of course, Kanye Dogg. Me having the opportunity to tour with her in the UK has been a major, major inspiration. So um, there's just certain people that you know depends on my mood and it comes on, and I'm just you know I'm just inspired. Tracy Cruz has been on my show before. Yes, that's my girl. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, that's my girl too. Yeah. I- I love her music. Oh, so so, yeah. so so let me be clear. So Tracy's been on your show a couple times, and I'm just now getting on the show a, a, a second time. Okay. I see you. Uh, I see you, bro. Uh, here, <laughs> here. Uh, here. Don't get me to apologizing in public now. No, no, you all but, good. Uh, you all good. I'm just giving you all the time. That's my girl. That's my girl. If, and, and that's the thing I want, I want to make clear. Um, I have another song. I don't think I sent that one to you, but it's called I Know My Words. And, and part of that is I feel like there's room for all of us. So, you know, there are times me and Tracy will talk, and, you know, we, we talk just like I'm talking to you. We, we talk about the industry, and we talk about different things, talk about motherhood. So, so no, Tracy's my girl. So, no, 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 I was just giving you a hard time. But um, I do appreciate yeah. those that, that appreciate me, you know. Right. The song. I want to get this song in uh feel so good. Uh explain that. I I kinda almost can guess how how it how it should sound, but I'm gonna let you take care of that. Explain Well so anybody that knows me from one of my first couple songs, which was called like Can I Get That, that one's kinda grown and sexy. But um Feel So Good actually ended up being it was on my first album from Love Infinity. It ended up being on one of the Steppers like top one hundred lists. And um it's what? just one of those it's one of those songs that comes on and you can't help if if you can step, you can't help but but feel that, you know. Um the the crazy part is I almost didn't make it to my album because I wasn't really feeling it and somebody was like whoever I forget who I was talking to at the time they were like nah I need to put it on there I'm like mm, I don't know if it's good enough I don't know if it should be on there and now it's like now it's like I can't do a show without it like it it just feels so good <laughs> you know so that's the song it feels so good on Love Infinity. I put my life on it. 
I like that song too. I gotta have it. <laughs> I like listening to going to myself. Boy, that's a bad song right there. I I like Aww. that song too. That's gonna be on. That's gonna be on the ride too. For real, for real. <laughs> I, and I, well, I, I, I find it hard that, that you. Didn't, I find it hard that you didn't like it. You know, when you're too close to a song and you hear it, you know, I don't know. I, to this day, I still don't know what it was that was making me like, mm, I'm not really feeling it. But now I hear it and I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? It comes on, I can't help but move. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Yeah, so, sometimes music does that to you. Sometimes at the very beginning, you're not feeling it. Then you start feeling it later on. Like, Sometimes yeah. I listen to a beat that I did, and I really wasn't feeling it when I made it. Then a couple of years later, I listen and go, I made that beat? <laughs> you know. Right. I, I can't <laughs> believe I ain't up to that. You know, that's, it changes your mind. That's how music does you. Because uh, I could only imagine you going, I really ain't feeling Now you're going, yeah, I'm feeling it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, if you, you're in the studio all the time, you hear it all the time, you know, after a while. Like, even even as I'm writing songs, there are times I, I'm collaborating with another artist right now, um, David P. Stevens, and my issue is that I spent so much time on the vocals and doing all this, and then I can't really tell if I, if I like it. I, I really can't. Like, I have to take some time away from it and come back to it in order to really know if I appreciate it or not. So I'm just weird that way. Now, I want you to give out your information where people can hit you up, listen to the music, okay. buy your music, Absolutely. all your social media. Absolutely. Just run it down. Cool. All right. So you can get my music on all digital platforms, iTunes, Amazon, um, Spotify, all, you know, all of the above. You can also go to CD Baby. CD Baby has all of my all of my albums and all my projects on it. Um, but you can also go to my website, terrytobin.com, T-E-R-I-T-O-B-I-N.com, if you want a personalized CD where I autograph it and send it directly to you. Um, and, of course, if you you know join my mailing list, of course, you'll be privy to, you know, when I'm coming your way and that type of thing. My social media, um, it's Terry Tobin on Facebook. On Instagram and Twitter, it's Terry Tobin is here. You could also go to YouTube and put in my name. You can find all of my live performances and, you know, my music videos, of course. I love it if you would go and subscribe to my um, channel, which is Soul to Keep Entertainment. You'll find that just by putting my name in and looking for my music videos, and you'll see it there and just subscribe there. Um, what did I miss? What did I miss? Um, I think that's all. I think that's it. <laughs> Uh, I love the music. I've always, and like I said, I've been a, I've been a fan ever since you first came on the show, and I've been uh-huh. paying attention to what, you know, what you do, even though we, you know, we may not have talked directly, but I, every now and then, I hit you up on some of the projects that you did and things that you've done. Yeah. I think I, I want to say I've seen you, uh, sing at a, at a sporting event. Am I wrong or right? No, you're right. I, I sang the national anthem for about five years for the Suns, the Suns and the Mercury. 
here in Phoenix. Yep. Uh, see, I may be old, but I ain't that old. I did remember that because <laughs> I know I seen it. I know I seen it. I appreciate so, it, man. So, uh, <laughs> and I, I, like I said, I I love your music, and thank you again for coming. We got to do this more often, a little bit sooner than eight years. I'm gonna make sure of the fact that absolutely, yeah, before eight years again. When I get my when I get my next album done, which will be called Forever, when I get it done, we'll definitely set a date for me to come and, and hang out with you again. Yeah, because it won't take forever. That's for real. <laughs> <laughs> it will not take forever this time. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna end with the song Love Love's got a hold on me. Uh, exp- yes. explain that one and I'll let it go. Yeah, now that one is from my second album called So Good to Me. It was produced by my boy Keith Bubby Webb. Um, it's just, I don't know, it's just got this infectious kind of beat to it. If you go to my YouTube, you'll actually see me um, performing it live. Actually, even on my Instagram, I have a couple of videos. And I just it's just one of those just joints. I love it. I just love it. Hopefully you will, too. Thank you again, Terry Tobin, Dub T, off in the house yet again. <laughs> And, I and I'll be you seeing you on social media. I'll be yes, seeing you on indeed. social media as I always do. Continue indeed, success. Indeed. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Terry Tobin, love's got a hold on me.